News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm your host, Jake Walker. My guest this morning, Josh Chris, the University of Florida with the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences uh, for Santa Rosa County. Um, you're the residential uh, horticulture agent and the master gardener coordinator. That's awesome. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you. Um, so for people who listen to the show quite often, we have the garden line on Tuesday mornings. We talk all things gardening and horticulture and plants. Uh, so we're going to stick with that theme. I love it. Our, our area has such great uh, plants and trees and things that we can grow. So uh, what, do we, what do you have to talk about today? Uh, well, we just uh, we have a couple of events coming up, if I could go ahead and plug those. Yeah, on let's the, go ahead and get started on those. Sure. On the 5th of March, we're doing a 20 Easy to Grow Wildflowers course. Um, you can look at that. Uh, we're, you can register for that on Eventbrite, but we're, uh, it's also on my Santa Rosa Extension page um, on the calendar. You can get to it that way. Um, we're doing just the, uh, santarosa.fl.gov? Uh, no, that would be, well, if you just Google Santa Rosa Extension, you'll find us. Oh, okay. We All pop right, right up. Um, and then we're doing that same class again on the 9th and on the 14th. And then we have on the 5th, we also have a propagation and houseplant care course. And the, or no, not course, it's a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to teach you how to propagate and pull bulbs apart and stick stuff in water and all kinds of cool stuff. That, um, that's always fascinating to me. My <laughs> wife always does that. I'll have a plant and I'll come home and it's like, where'd you get this plant? And she's like, well, I grew it out of that one. You remember a year ago? And I'm like, oh, wow. How did oh, you yeah. do you'd, that? You'd be shocked that even the stuff you buy at the grocery store, what you can make grow again. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then April 13th is our big one. We have a plant sale. And that is, uh, we'll have native plants. We'll have edibles. We'll have ornamentals. We have all kinds of stuff. And at that one, we're also going to have a couple of food trucks this year, and we're going to have all kinds of educational displays. It should be a good time. So the um, the propagation and things like that, we've talked about on the show how people are bringing their plants in because we had all these freezes, right? And yep. we had these, this cold weather, and it'll be 30 degrees one minute and 70 degrees the next. But then people are really quick to just push those plants right back outside, right? So uh, we see a lot of people having trouble with that. What, what are your recommendations for, okay, I've got all these house plants now. I want them to go back out on the patio, but I'm worried, is there going to be another freeze? Or is it okay to just stick them right back out there? Or do we need to work them back in slowly? How does that work? No, you should be fine putting them right back out. As long as the temperature has gone back up above freezing, you shouldn't have any long-term damage to those plants. Um, You can leave them inside. There's nothing wrong with leaving them inside. The issue you get into is if you restrict that uh, sunshine for too long, then you can actually have a negative effect on the plant. But there shouldn't be any real issue with putting them back outside. Uh, April 13th, and that's going to be at the Extension Office. What can we expect to find there at the Extension Office? Uh, Well, we're going a little bit bigger with it this year. We're kind of... Almost mocking that same one like they have at PSC that'll be the week before. PSC UF Milton will be the week before. Yep. Um, we're kind of going along those lines, but we're going to have some educational displays there. Um, we're going to have a couple of food trucks there this year. Oh, cool. uh, Butterflies in Motion, if you're familiar with them. We've kind of been partnering up with them now, and they will be there. Um, that's a, She actually is one of my master gardeners, but she has this butterfly trailer that she pulls around to libraries and schools. So like and, a mobile, uh, mobile yeah. butterfly garden? like Pretty uh, much. Wow. And, and then she will we'll talk about butterflies and what they do and why they do and all kinds of different stuff and the sorts of sorts of plants that you can plant to support them and things of that nature oh okay what do you see are the most popular plants like when you have a plant sale what are what do people show up really wanting uh pretty much anything that supports pollinators people hmm. 
as much as they love to complain about bees and butterflies, <laughs> right? Bees particularly. Oh, I know. Um, they love to plant every single thing that will support them, and which makes sense because those are the things that usually have the biggest flowers. Right, right. Uh, bees. I mean, you know, we've learned recently in the past, you know, decade or so that if we don't have bees, we're, we're in bad trouble, right? Yeah, that's true. But there's 315, I believe, species of native bees that people don't think about as actually bees. Um, really? Yeah. The number one that you can think of for that one is if you've ever been out in your gardens and you see those really bright, shiny, metallic looking tiny insects. And mm-hmm. you can, and sometimes I like to let them perch on my finger. They, they'll come up and land right on your finger. Those are actually bees. Huh. And, and those do the preponderance of our pollinating around here. Oh, wow. I, I never would have thought. Never would have thought that. All right. So March 5th, the wildflower class. And you're also going to be talking about propagation, bringing, uh, bringing mm-hmm. your house plants in and, and uh, doing all kinds of crazy uh, things to them. Uh, and then the 9th and the, and the 14th, you're going to have that as well, right? Yeah. So that class is actually 20 easy to grow wildflowers. Mm. It's, it's sort of set up through the Florida Wildlife, or not wildlife Florida Wildflower Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a course that we teach sort of we use their materials and kind of teach it, but I have a, a, one of my master gardeners is really into that and she does an amazing job. She'll go through all the ones that are easy to grow here, what they do, who they support. Um, and by that, I mean, pollinators who they support right? and things of that nature. She'll probably touch on our, uh, our wildflower mowing program that we have in Santa Rosa County, where a lot of people think that the roadsides in Santa Rosa just get weedy, but they don't. It's actually a program. Hmm. We, know, we know that there's wildflowers there. We know that they support pollinators. And so we've worked out a deal with the county to restrict mowing on those roads. Oh, well, that's good. That's a very good idea. Um, what, did, what do you think is the biggest challenge uh, moving forward for, especially in this area, uh, in, uh, in, in keeping, you know, flowers and especially things that we might eat sustainable? Uh, well, I think the development's, of course, the biggest issue, and that's going to mm-hmm. be the biggest issue nationwide. That's not just here. Um, as people expand, they move and they need to build things. The issue is how do we replace the forests that got destroyed in the process of building the houses? And it's possible you can do it. You just Mm -hmm. need to plant a couple of trees in your yard. You need to understand the interaction between pollinator plants, turf grasses, trees, shrubs, and how you can make all that look good in your yard, but you can also still recreate that wildlife habitat that you had there before. Mm. And that's a big issue with our uh, our Florida Friendly Landscaping Program, which is one of my main programs. Oh, um, where can you find information on that program online? Just same, just Google that. Yeah, if Florida. you Google that, that's uh, that's run through University of Florida, mm-hmm. and, and they have a um, it, it's statewide. Every agent, every county has an agent like me that that, that that's one of their programs. Mm. And we're just, I mean, we work with a lot of things. I just gave a, a speech on on Saturday, I believe it was in Navarre to a homeowners association and how to incorporate those principles into their homeowners association covenants so that they can be a little bit more friendly. And a lot of people don't realize this, but it's actually a Florida statute now to follow those, even though you still have to do what your HOA says. So it's kind of an intermingling between the two. Mm. And so we can help navigate and negotiate that. Yeah. Because HOAs, when they're set up, especially when new housing subdivisions come to our community, I'm sure the people on those boards, I mean, they, they know a lot about what they do, but then there's the peripheral information, all this, you know, the things about our, our environment that they might not know enough about. Uh, they might not know about the statutes. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely uh, something that we need to definitely be more aware of uh, moving forward. I'm going to get to a quick break. If you have any questions for Josh this morning, uh, let us know. 437-1620. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We'll be right back.
Got a bug problem or worse, a rodent situation? Insect makes pest control for your home easy and effective. First, Insect thoroughly inspects the problem and provides you with a free estimate and a treatment plan. Then once on the job, Insect identifies, targets, and eliminates common household pests, including rodents, roaches, ants, and fleas, with guaranteed results. Insect's professionally trained technicians will safely and effectively eliminate pests inside and outside, while also taking preventative steps to stop other pests from infesting your home. Afterwards, a report with pictures will be emailed to let you know what was found and the work that was performed. To make it even easier, Insect offers annual and quarterly pest control services to stop pests from infesting your home. Guaranteed! Outside, inside, from inspection to treatment to follow-up. Insect Pest and Lawn makes whole home protection safe and easy. Just say no to bugs. Join the Insect family today online at insect.net. That's E-N-S-E-C.net. Why is Bray Jewelers the best place to buy an engagement ring? Come in and see our selection. I promise you, we have more diamond engagement rings than you'll see anywhere in the panhandle of Florida. But it's what you do for people that they don't expect that they remember. The little things that we do, we want to deliver special experiences for you at Bray. We love doing what we do and we love making people happy. We want every person that walks into the store to feel like you're part of our family. I want everybody to have an amazing experience at Bray Jewelers. Loading the kids in the car, brokering peace in the back seat, mastering the snack handoff without even looking. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola and Daphne if auto owners make sense for you. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Matt Gates, Donald Trump Jr. in a Pensacola Town Hall meeting Tuesday, February 27th, here at live beginning at 5 p.m. on News Radio Pensacola. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm your host, Jake Walker. My guest this morning, Josh Chris from the University of Florida, the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences. Um, if you have questions this morning, let us know, 437-1620. We were talking on the break about how, um, you know, people often think that they know a lot about horticulture and what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do, uh, but usually they're mistaken, correct? Uh, well, quite often, not usually. But yeah. There's there's just a lot of things that will run around, particularly on Facebook, that says, you should do this, and then I look at it and I go, you should not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, and one thing in particular, uh, and I've dealt with this before, is when I first got my first set of plants when I was in college, I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to water and keep these guys healthy. And they just didn't do well because I was just loading them up with water. Uh, what does that do when you overwater stuff? So your root zone of every plant actually needs oxygen. When we talk about the, the macronutrients that any plant needs, it's mm. always CHO, NPK are the big ones that you need. That's carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, uh, nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. Mm. And so those are the ones they need. Well, they get that CHO from air and water. 
So your plants do need water because they need some of those elements from the water, but they need mm -hmm. air too. And most people don't understand that their root is what needs air. The only plant, the only tissue on a plant that can absorb nutrients or water is your roots. Uh, and that's on, yeah, and, that's under the and dirt. So you so. need, oh, okay. you need to have those pore spaces in your soil opened up and, and you need the moisture in there, but you also need airspace in there so that the plants can get the air and get some of those nutrients. Does it help to mix your soil with something like, a, what is it called, vermiculite and things like that to kind of um, aerate a little bit more? Yeah, that doesn't hurt it depending yeah. on what your soil is. Mm -hmm. the, if you get a little bit sandier soil, actually, a lot of times you get more pore space because that's the bigger of the three particles that make mm. up soil. Well, we have plenty of, uh, plenty <laughs> of sand around here in yes, this area. Yes, we do. Something else that we deal with here in this area is uh, turf grass, right? There's oh, yeah. sort of a controversy over that, right? Yeah, you'll see people all the time that talk about how turf grass is terrible for the environment, but they never realize that there's actually more ecological services provided by turf grasses than pretty much any other plant. I mean, in terms of biofiltering and in terms of to uh, 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 soil building, you really can't beat them. Hmm. And they'll actually, they actually cool down your house, believe it or not. Really? Uh, yeah, versus having a landscaped yard with a lot of open dirt spaces. If you have a turf grass wall-to-wall, -wall it actually cools your house down. It absorbs that heat more into uh, well, it? Well, it's actually has, it's a function of the evaporation or the transpiration. Oh, As that okay. water goes through the plant and evaporates off, it, it actually has a cooling effect. Oh, wow. But yeah, they people overwater them. We get more water in this part of the country than anywhere else. We get 68 inches of rain per year, right? On average, and keep in mind, a six foot person is only like 72 inches. <laughs> so, just to put that into perspective, so we wind up uh, people overwater quite a bit. And when you overwater, your grass dies back a little bit. You start to get weeds. Then you start to get into herbicides. Then you start to get into wanting to put fertilizer on it to make it grow back in, which is the second easiest way to kill it. And so you get into a cycle of constant maintenance. And so people think that turf grass is hard to grow when all you really had to do was cut back on your watering. Mm. Uh, I had a listener wanted, uh, wanted us to remind, when exactly is the plant sale on the 13th at the Extension Office? Uh, that would be 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., I believe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Get there early. Get your plants. Oh, people will be there early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. line up an hour or two before we open the doors. Wow. wow. But, this time, but this year we have a little coffee truck there. So if you do get there early... You'd be able to get some coffee at least. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. 437-1620. we got Lisa from Milton. She's always a, a, an avid listener of the Garden Line, so thank you for joining us this morning, Lisa. 437-1620 uh, is our number. My guest this morning, Josh Chris, um, University of Florida, working with Santa Rosa County as the residential horticulture agent and master gardener coordinator. Um, what What's your favorite plant what's your favorite thing to grow and to and to care for um, mine's anything you can eat right edible <laughs> plants let's talk about edible plants yeah so we actually have a big movement in our demonstration garden so every extension office there's this one over here in uh, scambia county too mm -hmm. we all have demonstration gardens and so we are moving a portion of our demonstration garden to edible landscaping and what we call foodscaping and we're and we're trying to introduce a, a food forestry concept into, into that section of our garden. Wow. So I'm a big fan of anything you can eat because I like to eat. Mm -hmm. And I like to see what we can put in our front yards that looks pretty, but you can also go cut some leaves off and have dinner. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and moving forward, uh, I think it's just so important to get to kids young and start getting them interested in growing food because, uh, you know, we have food deserts in this country where mm -hmm. people can't find sustainable, healthy food. It's all processed and shipped in. Uh, mm -hmm. and they can't find any healthy options. Um, talking about that, uh, oh, somebody just texted in, 
how often should we water our lawn? That's something uh, definitely as it, it starts oh, to so. get warm. Uh, I, <laughs> driving around delivering food all the time, I'll see these great-looking lawns, and then the one right next to it just looks horrible. Yeah, so, so. your lawn only wants uh, anywhere between half and three-quarters of an inch each time you do water it. And keep in mind that rain counts as watering. Right. And so it only wants half to three-quarters of an inch, and that's probably about once a week. That's That's definitely a lot. Less than I would have figured. Yeah. Um, well, the, the nice thing is uh, if you cut down on that watering, those roots get deeper. And then as we get into droughty periods, the grass survives better. Is there a time of day when it's not good to water your lawn, like during the heat of yeah, the day? Yeah, you always want to water before dawn if you can. Oh, get get to it early. That's the, that's the advantageous part of having the timed watering system, which right. almost anybody in turf grass will tell you has been the decline of the American lawn is the mm. automatic watering system. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to get to one more commercial break. If you have questions, let us know before we run out of time. 437-1620. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3. We'll be right back. Let's be honest. Nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. It's game time. And if you want the best party platters, meats, and deli items for college or NFL games, Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli is the place to meet up and wine all you want. That's right, Costello's will have it all ready for you. All you got to do is call ahead. Choice to Wagyu, chicken, pork, and prime rib to fine wine, cheese, and desserts, horse head lunch sandwiches, and the best exotic meat selection of the Gulf Coast. Italian family hospitality at its best. It's Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli, a great place to meet up on the west side of Pensacola. Join Travis Thompson with Climatech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 930. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join him tomorrow morning at 930 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Matt Gates, Donald Trump Jr. in a Pensacola Town Hall meeting Tuesday, February 27th, here at live, beginning at 5 p.m. on News Radio Pensacola. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm, I'm going classic rock on the bumpers today. I, I, some of them work, some of them don't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've got a little eagles there. Uh, talking to uh, 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 Josh Chris this morning from the University of Florida. 
uh, the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences. Uh, talking about edible plants before the break, get your questions in, 437-1620. Uh, what, what is foodscaping? Let's talk about that a little bit more. And I want to definitely pump your uh, Facebook page because there's a lots of interesting information coming across there. Yeah, so foodscaping is just the concept that things can be ornamental and can also be edible. So, for instance, like Swiss chard is very brightly colored and very brilliantly colored. And as a mass planting, it would look very good or very nice. And so you could then go out and cut off some of those leaves and then you can eat them. Mm. Um, And it's also the interaction between ornamentals and non-ornamentals. So, like, let's say you wanted to have an herb garden, but you wanted to have a flower garden, too. Well, you can interplant those herbs with your flowers. Mm. And, And so you can kind of make it a bit of a more dynamic landscape that way. The big trick to it is to match all the plants to their watering needs oh. because landscape plants have a different watering set than uh, like turf grasses do. Right. Yeah. And so you have to water them or you have to make sure that they're all grouped by how much water they need and when they need it. That way you're watering consistently. What about herbicides and pesticides in that situation? Uh, well, the nice thing is that with planting some of those uh, herbs and stuff in there with that, you're probably going to cut down a little bit on your, uh, need for that kind of thing okay. and we always push herbicides and pesticides as a last resort um, we have a what we call integrated pest management mm-hmm. and so that really talks about what you do trying to remove those pests by hand first trying to use other things other organisms to control those pests for you that's my favorite one that's called biological controls mm. and sometimes that can be as easy as putting up a birdhouse because oh. um, birds eat bugs. Bugs well, that, eat bugs, too. So that creating that habitat is what you're looking for. And your Facebook, where can people find you on Facebook? On UF space IFAS Santa Rosa County Master Gardeners. All right, so that's University of Florida, IFAS, uh, which is the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences, on uh, and uh, Santa Rosa County Master Gardeners. Look them up on Facebook. And uh, my guest this morning has been Josh Chris. Thank you so much. That was very Thank enlightening. You. Thank you. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.